Hello, I'm Andrew Tuck, and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. The area of Brixton in South London is known today for its busy streets, bustling markets, and energetic nightlife. But the history of this particular pocket of the city tells a different, more peaceful tale. For today's tall story, Louis Allen takes us to visit a centuries-old relic that remains in Brixton to this day and that is emblematic of the area's agrarian past. Step into Brixton, southwest London's busy beating hub for music, culture and arts. The streets are lined with a mix of high street shops and bustling market stalls pumping tunes, accompanied by the smells of incense and the sounds of trader calls. Brixton moves to its own tempo, its own rhythm and it's fast. But away from the busy centre and up Brixton Hill, in the quieter suburban part of the area, you'll find Brixton's best-kept secret. Now I'll forgive you for thinking I'm alluding to the iconic music venue called Brixton Windmill, Instrumental to the rise of bands such as Fat White Family, Goat Girl and Black Midi. That is for another time. I am sharing a different story about a different miracle. A different windmill that stands tall and quiet in a small park. And even though it has stood for centuries, barely anyone seems to have seen it. Brixton's windmill has gone through a series of changes since it was built by John Ashby in 1816. But today it is marked as London's last working windmill. The Black Tower stands boldly like a silhouette amongst its flowery suburban backdrop. Originally, the 15-metre tower brick construction was made simply to mill grain and provide flour to shops and stores across England. The design of the mill is clever and smart, with a boat-like rotating cap at the top that can turn the sails to face the wind's direction. The mill has four floors, enclosed with bricks painted in tar to keep the rain from breaking through. The history of the mill is a family affair passing through a succession of Ashby Sons, In 1850, it landed to the fourth son, Joshua Ashby, who was met with the ultimate windmill problem, a lack of wind. A lack of wind because Britain's industrial changes meant Brixton was modernising. Cornfields were turning into houses and the wind flow was being blocked by the developments, forcing Joshua to buy a more attractive, prosperous watermill in Mitcham, a few miles to the south, leaving Brixton's windmill sailless, defunct and used for storage. The following years were cyclical, a story of success and abandonment repeating itself like the turning of its own sails. But 1954 brought a Brixton battle that it still fights today. You can probably guess the next part. A property developer put in a proposal with the hope of building flats. Luckily, the application was rejected. Restoration attempts started but stopped again, and by the 1980s, the windmill was derelict, abandoned and vandalised once more. The shell was still erect and sturdy, and the eyes of the mill watched as Brixton burned in the riots as unemployment and racial tensions rose. Prospects for the windmill looked bleak until 2003, when fresh impetus was provided by the local community. The Friends of Windmill Gardens group was founded and put in place ambitious plans in partnership with Lambeth Council and thanks to successful funding bids. Brixton Windmill was successfully restored to become a functioning windmill once more. Today, it produces flour and supplies to many bakeries, shops and wholesalers across London. You may just be eating a hearty sandwich or delicious Eccles cake right now that uses their flour. A true community success that's testament to community action. The building's form is still beautiful, unassuming and bold but wiser. Its long, elegant figure peeking above the houses. 
an architectural reminder of England's industrial past and Brixton's complicated history. Take a walk up to Brixton's windmill and it'll take you back to a simpler time, a space to reflect on the history of process, the evolution of production and possibility. You may even find an event happening there like Tai Chi or a baking workshop, but just like it did in 1816, producing flour and harmonising the community. You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was written by Louis Allen and produced and edited by David Stevens. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye. And thank you for listening, city lovers. <laughs>